Hello and welcome back to the dive. I am Jat, joined by Kobe and Freak. It's me. Yeah, Azale's out sick, so we get the <laughs> go-to. Third time I'm saying it's me, so Jack pauses and waits, and I was like, I was gonna say it this time. Everybody's <laughs> like, all right, I should say it. Yeah, that's just the thing that you do. When we it's actually the way. It's actually way more funny this time because we had two false starts. Yeah, <laughs> and every time Freak is like, it's me. <laughs> He just wasn't excited for the some, third time. For some reason, third time's a charm, though. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> before we run off for the holidays, All-Star is just completed. Uh, this is an episode we wanted to do last year, actually. Yeah. Uh, Azale pushed for it really hard this year, so thanks, man. Yeah, uh, For bailed. getting us to do this year review episode. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but we wanted to do a year in review for 2018, which is a look back in the year that was, and also handing out a few awards like Most Outstanding Series, Biggest 1v9, the Dignitas the Kiwi Kid was, Award, yeah, Kiwi Kid Award, Dignitas <laughs> Renegade, like worst game of the year mm-hmm. award. Uh, but first, we are going to talk about a few larger topics of the year. And I know some of the big news coming into 2018 was the fact that the North American LCS franchised. Right, we have ten permanent partners. We got four new teams in the league, mm-hmm. and we wanted to talk a little bit about just what that did to the scene because now we have a moment in time where we can actually look back at a whole year at once. So, uh, Kobe, let's start with you. Like what jumped out to you about franchising? This well, year? what it did was, uh, it shot Steve, uh, with all his money to the top of <laughs> yep. team liquid there. It was like players. franchising time to buy a good ass team and win. Yeah, and he, he really did. <laughs> he did just that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the Academy league, uh, kind mm-hmm. of went with, uh, you know, franchising. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually pretty successful. As we saw, Cloud9 brought up a bunch of people. Uh, there was a lot of movement between Academy teams as well as LCS mm-hmm. teams. So uh, I think that was a super big success as well. And that was one of the big things when we talked about franchising originally um, that I was hoping was going to be more than just like, you know, this lower tier league that people yeah. didn't really watch it actually was useful and people yep. trained in there um and made it uh, all the way up in the first year yep clutch's new bottom lane was from academy straight up yep. with piglet and vulcan uh clg's new jungler straight up from academy uh they're keeping their whole 10-man roster idea as mm-hmm. well with with a new um i guess academy jungler in moon joining it underneath that um cloud nine of course most famously you know brought in a top laner from challenger to be fair but like switched their roster back and forth between academy brought their academy jungler into worlds as well okay that didn't go furthest in worlds that we've been since 2011 if you count that which i think you should i mean Um, going tying the furthest that we've been is still the first we've been yeah yeah no (laughs) furthest we've been since the lcs began yeah that's definitely true and i mean either way obviously by far the best the best worlds for na Mm -hmm. in the lcs era yeah just period and we're gonna get into awards later but like most successful new franchise Hundred Thieves, without a doubt. The fact that they were in the finals in their very first split, fourth place in their second split, but that gave them enough points to qualify for Worlds, especially when you had teams like TSM and CLG Mm -hmm. just not make it. Yeah. To worlds. Yeah, there were there were teams that that clearly won franchising. Like Team Liquid is a good one. Cloud Nine is one I put in there as well for obvious reasons. And Hundred Thieves, I think, won franchising in TSM and CLG lost franchising. Where uh, like yes, every team had to like apply, and everyone had bigger budgets, and now players mm-hmm. get moved around and whatnot. But yeah. TSM let go of probably the most famous player in NA since Doublelift went on to win and Bjergsen went on to lose. Uh, that yeah. like Doublelift takes over the number one spot, um, and CLG takes on a jungler who was not doing well last year and for the first time ever misses playoffs right yeah. TSM for the first time misses finals clg misses playoffs like 
those are not good runs for teams that have been there since the very first LCS, yeah. who were actually directly in. They didn't even have to qualify. They already got direct invites because they did so well in the 2012 Worlds qualifier. And those those are like roster moves, mm -hmm. and and we're talking about you know how well the individual rosters did and the talent mm -hmm. and and all of that. But even more than that, I think the reason 100 Thieves, um, for sure, like there's no contest as far as most successful new franchise wasn't just. Uh, that they had a good roster and, and mm -hmm. the roster did well, right? Mm -hmm. um, everything as well with the clothing line. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought Nate did an extremely good job as a fresh owner, you know, with zero experience. Their content series yeah. as well. They, Of course, they had missteps, the and uh, there were a lot of missteps as sure. we talked about. Uh, multiple franchises had mistakes as mm -hmm. Freekind went over and 100 mm -hmm. Thieves also. The communication thing around, uh, you know, play, acquiring Media players, trading stuff. players. Yeah. Um, with with a couple of them, definitely need some improvement. But uh, you know, uh, there's going to be some bumps along yeah. the way. I think. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the year as a whole, yeah. it was still successful. And when you look towards 2019, with them bringing in Bang for their 80 carry spot. Yep. And oh yeah, Afro's longtime friend. We, yeah, 2019. We'll get we'll, 2019 yeah. at the end of the. We'll show. say That's that great. as well That's for the end of the show great. or or for 2019. But the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on in franchising was at. At the beginning of the year, and I think there is still some truth to this, because we had so many more orgs entering that were taking it seriously from the beginning and had the backing to make a splash, it did a lot of like talent dispersion in the league. Like When we're thinking about uh, Cloud9 and Licorice, I do wonder in the back of my head, alternate universe, when... TL doesn't get a bunch of new investors to apply to franchising and make the super team. They can't offer Impact the rumored $1 million a year, and Cloud9 actually decides to retain him. And then, like, maybe Licorice still wins the spot via the Academy team, but he doesn't get the same level of opportunity. And then, like, what, what happens to Cloud9? Like, there's so many, there were so many cascading effects of TSM really wanting to make a splash because, well, it's franchising now, and yeah. we tried with Doublelift, and we're just going to spend a bunch of money to I, bring in I think that no matter what, Steve would have gotten a crazy team. I don't think? think I don't think the other teams, you know, specific players going up or down or whatever would have happened. Steve was determined to make a first place team. Mm. If he hadn't gotten those those exact players, he would yeah. have gotten some players. He would have he that would, have have, would be that yeah. quality, right? But I also maybe they think, don't place exactly first, but I yeah. I, I think that that sure. alone would have uh, you know yeah. had some big changes. Yeah, I, I just don't think we're gonna have an, an off season like we did in 2018, 2019 off season of was good. Not. We can, yeah. but well, it's just yeah. because th there we're, was we're so much player yeah. movement, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, and I do think there was a lot of learning along the way, like teams bringing like everyone scattered. And I feel like player salaries like in, went up hugely at the I beginning so, of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, lots of learnings on franchising. I, I want uh, add to add my one my one final thought on franchising as well, which is like I would much rather and I have this written down in like my prep doc. I'd rather have good owners and strong teams. Uh, so like if, if you go back to like the promotion relegation era, where it's like okay, Golden Guardians, you know they were a last place team, Clutch is the last place team, whatever. Those teams get relegated and like five people out of Challenger slash Solo Queue come up. And yes, there's like the the LCK Griffin case where that mm -hmm. went well, um, but it's like. But who owns that random solo queue team? Well, I don't know. Some guy who doesn't play his players on time. And okay, well, now they're in the LC. But like Golden Guardians like don't want to be last forever. Like they went and signed a coach I respect a lot, a GM I respect a lot. They signed a bunch of players that are awesome. Like 
I love that Golden Guardians got to be right. cut the whole bunch and then make changes and still be Golden Guardians, an org that I respect, right. and that team will now be good as opposed to five solo queue players. Well, that that will get turned around next year by someone else taking their spot. Yeah, it, it takes away kind of one of the things about uh, kind of the past, I guess, mm -hmm. of esports where you have a team that is successful and that, you know, young, new talent. Yeah. Um, but every single time that happens, they have to go through this sometimes scary uh, scenario of finding the big sponsor, finding the, you know, the team or something like that. And there are, there have been a lot of, bad ones yep. floating around so mm -hmm. uh, kind of reduces that risk where the players will still make their way to the lcs those good players the new young talent yep. but it will be through getting picked up by these teams that are searching to try and improve on last year yeah, yeah there's an easy litmus test on that which is like other than cloud nine think of like an org from a while ago like like any solo queue team from from the last five years that is still around it's like, cool, we still have TSM and CLG and all those guys, and, and like Team Liquid is X-Curse and all that. Yeah. And then Cloud9 and Jack is great. And that's like the one exception to the rule of like a new org that actually made it stick. Yeah, I, I think TSM probably was that with the way Reggie like refreshed yeah. the roster. Well, I, I'm saying like of the CLG, like, like you know, cut off like maybe start of LCS, like 2013. Right. Like those, like a lot of those established teams made it. But all the new teams that came right. in, you think of like Teammate or Velocity or Marn, right? All those teams have collapsed. Right. And like you just keep cycling those like that doesn't seem useful to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, those rosters yeah. also yeah. didn't do very well. well. I know. But, but, like, <laughs> yeah. Those were the teams that were joining. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. That's the thing that was happening. Yeah. But that I think that's enough of franchising yeah, okay. because we also had the craziest worlds, I think, ever. Uh, North America, as we said, Cloud9 uh went further as for as far as we've ever gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Europe made it to the finals. Korea got knocked out and like so early. This was an insane year. Yeah, and looking at it from the NA LCS perspective, thank God for Cloud Nine. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, seriously, yeah. as we they, say every year, as is tradition, but we'll more so than usual. Like, yeah. if you remove the amazing run that Cloud Nine had, you would just have the Team Liquid team. Oh my who, God! We who would, does yeah. go three and three? Like again, the double yeah. if team goes three and three. Mm -hmm. uh, like is customary. Yes, but in this case, there was a five and one and the four and two team above them. Right, because they went one and one against EDG and O two against KT, Ooh, and then so you're putting it all on double lift. Huh? And then uh, I'm not putting it on. <laughs> really close every single year. Yeah. And then you have Hunter Thieves who ended up being in the group with the two teams that made it in the finals, but weren't even touching them. Yeah, not in close. the four games they lost. Yeah. So like, if Cloud Nine would have gone to expectations before the tournament, and you know split games with Vitality and then right. lost to Genji, the defending world champions, and lost to RNG, the pre-tournament favorites. Like, that's how crazy the group was. And they would have had no one out of groups. Yeah. And it would have been this totally different story of, oh my God, like, NA's NA sucks, yeah. right? But like it's completely worlds. different just because of what Cloud9 That's why did. some people uh, were in tears. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who, but... Uh, I, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember anyone being excited about you know that that series yeah. by by any means. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It, and you talked about splitting with with Vitality. If Cloud Nine went one with Vitality, Vitality goes forward. Yeah, like straight up. Like they don't they don't even tie break. Like they just have better. Yeah, it, better it was incredibly close to exactly what you're talking about, Jack. Woo! Where we're getting yep. perma flame yeah. for a whole year. Yeah. by everyone. I mean, it's Woo! funny because MSI was kind of the same where. There was a fanatic liquid tiebreaker, yeah. and because the tiebreaker happened, even though fanatic gets three would immediately right away afterwards, 
it was like the closest 3 ever. And it's like, oh, well, NA is a joke region. Look how much better EU is. Yeah, because uh-huh. you tie broke. Like, sports okay. congrats. Well, <laughs> that stuff matters. Of course right. it does. Like, yeah, I, I don't sound a little salty. I, I don't mean it <laughs> assault, right? I don't mean it assault. In the same way that, like, hey, I Europe know. beat us in tiebreaker and had a better MSI. Yeah. Cool. Uh, there were three different segments where a single game difference by C9 means they are, they're out in groups, supposed to top four. Yeah. And, like, we get to be all happy about this world's performance where, like, exactly one game was between, like, sickest worlds ever and the second worst disappointment ever. Yeah. One game. And exactly. Yeah. It just shows That's you how swingy it can be. Mm-hmm. Like, even Fanatics run to the finals. Like, in the, in the games against IG on the final day when they 2 0 them, like, if yep. that doesn't happen, they play KT in the quarters. And I don't think they win that. And who knows what happens there. Yeah. Right? Like, those single group stage games, looking back, have so much importance and another world's point that i look back on and you wonder how this is going to be remembered like we remember the tournament of solo lane superstars and we forget that rng was like a team fight away from semifinals with a total 80 carry Mm -hmm. run like maybe they then lose in semifinals to ig who knows because g2 ended up taking them down but I, i feel like that could have also just like changed our even fundamental understanding of the game if RNG continued to win. Right. Like they had been. If RNG wins World of Uzi, is it ADC 2019 lol? So I said 2017 because that was two years ago. Uh, ADC 2018 lol uh, from Reddit, just like it is right now. Yeah. If Uzi just like 1v9s the rest of the tournament. Yeah. All right. So NA Worlds was cool. Mm-hmm. Thank God for C9. It's time to move on to our 2018 dive awards yay we don't have confetti or anything yeah i mean we're just gonna do it and and the way this works is i think i want youtube and reddit to be active in the comments if we've missed something we've all came up with the awards if we missed something this is all just based off memory like even even if we don't Don't cut your credibility you have an amazing memory kobe yeah kobe You remembered all this oh, time that NA has never done well at Worlds. I did remember the uh, area code in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, that's right. Scruff, <laughs> yeah. Scruff McGruff. From a Chicago, Illinois TV show jingle, right? That's true. Yeah, they never showed that commercial in Canada, so I had no idea what you were talking about. Anyways, uh, most, us to the most outstanding <laughs> series is the first one we want to talk about. So the best series you watched in 2018. Yeah. That's the qualifier. Is yeah. the one you watched. All right, who's going first? I'll go first. G2 RNG. Yeah. Quarters of Worlds. I, I had two possible answers on my sheet here. Uh, that was the one I ended up highlighting was G2 RNG. Um, what was be, the other one? Uh, the other one was KTIG with the okay. base race. But I the reason I didn't put the KTIG one was because um, oh, that was good. KT did end up losing, right? And okay. It ended up being like... I don't know. I I, had, I got so built up during the base race. And I was like, oh, my God, it's crazy. They won the base race. And I'm like, wait a second. That only race. means they're still barely in this series. And then they <laughs> ended up losing anyway. So I kind of had like a hollow feeling afterwards. Okay. But the G2 RNG one, because it actually finished in the huge upset, mm. knocking out the you know tournament favorite. MSI uh, champion. LPL yeah. won everything this year. They're the ones expected you know, mm. to dominate. They've got Uzi. Uh, you know, they they have the whole package and it comes from G2, right? Yeah. These are these are not this is not fanatic. This is not the golden child of yeah. Europe. Th- these are the the and bad they, boys. And they know? just lost their bot lane like this year to TSM, right? Like this shouldn't have been a super team anymore. Exactly. But, and the individual games were perks. Okay, so the Akali one was when they were down 0-2 in the series, and Perks pulls out that Akali game. 
I don't think they were yeah, ever they down traded games back and forth. Two. Yeah. Okay. They well, were down 2-1 at one point. Okay, 2-1. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. pulls out that Akali game and it's actually like a 1v9 performance. Yeah. That's so rare for a world stage. So, I remember saying in the on the analysis the next day that the game 4 and 5 performance from Perks was some of the best in world's history yeah, period. the best in just the history of league to clinch in the final two games of a series. He, yep. he, insane. It was actually insane. Yeah, he was like 9-1-6, and the next game he was like 11-0-7 or I, something. I wrote down all the KDAs, actually, because I had picked this game. <laughs> so so uh, the game four and five KDAs for Perks was a combined 18-1-8. But it's funny, yeah. he gets all the accolades. Yankos went 7-1-16. and 16. He did almost as well from a KDA perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and Yarno was 5-0-15. Oh, like, there were some really big, and this is against Uzi, right? Like, this is pretty nuts just by him in the first place. But yeah, I mean, Perks did do the most of all of them, was really huge and, and absolutely carried. I like your, uh, also turning the topic to things like Yarnin, right? Yeah. Because there were so many more things mm. with G2. That's why I feel like there's so much packed into this situation yeah. for them at Worlds. And, you know, Yarnin being completely flamed the entire time leading up to it and him falling back on his Heimerdinger. <laughs> like, what is going on? It's not like everyone's spamming Heimerdinger anymore, yeah. right? It's not that the mage bottom lane meta has, you know, continued on through Worlds. But for him, it has. And he relied on what he was extremely good at, that and the Jin, um, to to you know, take this huge upset. Okay, so you both think the best series was I G2. Yep. Good brain. Yep. Because I, I, <laughs> got, I'm very Jack? big on results and, like, storyline and the fact that was an upset. Yeah, yeah. we'll wait for his right, Yeah, and then we'll... F- I have a dark horse contender cool. coming in at the <laughs> end hour. Uh, the RNG King Zone MSI final. That's cool, too. Which was a 3-1. Uh-huh. But... This was also the tournament that we went into saying potentially Kingzone has the five best players at the tournament. At the time, that's what we were thinking. We're like, yeah. maybe Prey yeah. uh, is the best AD carry. BDD is a god. Like, they're going to do everything with Peanut. Khan is unstoppable. And up until that point, like, Korea had won everything since 2015, right? Yeah. And the way that it ended, the game four ending, being such a close game into like the back-to-back team fights and just the sheer elation from RNG when they finally took down Korea. Like that moment, as big as an upset as it was for G2 to take down RNG in that Uh moment, like Korea falling to Uzi is way up there as far (laughs) as best tournament experiences. So I I was really close between KT, IG, like that day, IG taking down KT and G2 taking down RNG, best day of the the, year. That Mm. day for sure, yeah. Yeah, but I think... To spice things up, I will go with RNG versus Kingzone MSI Final. It's the best, most outstanding series. Okay. I I like that you're going out on that branch because I was actually casting that series. (laughs) That was one of my favorite uh, uh, series that I have cast in in quite a while uh, with Deficio and Quickshot. And during them, a lot of the the team fights were absolutely insane. Um, uh, Rookie Aurelia, like, queuing multiple, using Q resets to get over walls within a team fight in the enemy jungle mm, yeah. and had that actually being a determining factor mm-hmm. um yeah that I, i'll get i, I was very yeah. skeptical at first about the rng king um but uh but yeah. I, I'll, I'll let it yeah. pass chat nice there's one, extra point. <laughs> <laughs> there's one extra point about rng kings that i actually really like which is uh it's the first like important bo5 that the lpl had won against korea without korean imports 
because like you think back yeah, to EDG at MSI, it's like, okay, yeah, but like, I think that was Deft and Pond back then. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's nice, but like, you've got Koreans in the team. So there's seven Koreans. This is like, okay, yes, they brought over Carso from the LMS, but like, this is an all Mandarin speaking team that beat all Koreans. Yeah. And right. you had a good point. Like we kind of take it for granted now, but that was the, the start of the of dominoes the you know, yeah. falling yeah. that led up to this. Then year. Riff, all right. then World. Award right. number two. This is a classic. Of course it is. Who is your Dade Award winner? Yeah. So the Dade Award, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically started back in 2013. It's it's the most hyped player to basically fall flat on their face at yeah. one. So it's a balance of how hyped versus how flat he fell. The belly flop award, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually am very confident in my answer for this one. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had... Okay. I had a hard time. I, yeah. I will explain my process also because I think it's sure. funnier than my choice. <laughs> okay. Ruler. Okay. That's all yeah. fine. Yeah. Ruler yeah. wins the Dade Award because when I look back at the top 20 players at Worlds, he was fifth, <laughs> fifth in the top 20 players. <laughs> He's also on the defending world champions. There was all the talk about how they qualified of them now being this team that plays through the bottom lane, which Ruler's a big part of it. Yeah. And then when you look at the stats at the end of the tournament, of group stage 80 carries, the 16 of them, Yep. he had the second fewest kills, nine. Only Breeze from Mad had fewer. 51% kill participation, zero first bloods, negative five CSD at 10. The one game where they almost beat RNG, he gets caught by a Sionalt in late game and they lose off of that. He, to me, is the clear Dade award this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I would say that a lot of the bad stats that you're mentioning is because their team was so ill-equipped uh, for this meta and the yep. other guy I had on this list um, while I do I do have Ruler on there is is Crown even though Crown not as hyped up mm. as Ruler so that's why I highlighted Ruler and that was going to be my answer right um, I thought Crown was much worse um, and if you and much worse but less hype so it's like much worse exactly so the Dade Award has two uh, <laughs> barriers on it sure. basically two boundaries yeah um, and I think that he was worse but also way less hype coming in because. Uh, this year was not nearly as good for Crown okay. as as last year, um, and it's funny that both of them are, of course, you know, Gen G, the defending world champion. Yeah, you, we ex expect a certain level that goes with that. Yet yeah, they got put into you know the group of death with Vitality and Cloud Nine. Yeah, wow. Um, I know, and, and and I think that really also tells a good story for for this year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also went ruler. So for me, I actually just. It's weird because, like, in my notes, I'm like, wow, Gen G did so badly this year. And then I forgot about Ruler. Like, I forgot about picking any Gen G player at all for the Dottie Award. <laughs> okay. So, okay. my, my, my Dottie Award is a bad choice. Uh, so, uh, Shao, who's my front runner, Ming is my runner up. Uh, Ming. I felt like, yeah. Huh. So, so, and, and this is, this is, like I said, my answers are not okay. good. Okay. I think any uh, Gen G player is a better option. You gotta, you but gotta, okay, but here's why. Here is why I still picked them <laughs> of the players that my brain could think of last night when I was prepping this. Uh, so, Shao, first of all, uh, was uh, the number one player on RNG in terms of player of the game standings from LPL domestically. Mm. Like, keep in yep. mind, like, IG actually smashed the domestic league. Yep. So, like, they, they have all the, the top, top, but uh, every single player on RNG was top three in, um, like all pro LPL, every single starter was, mm -hmm. was on there. Um, Shahu was was number one among that team, uh, and we got into the series where like 
Perks is the reason they exited Worlds, and Xiaohu had like some really bad Galio games and was a basically non-factor. Yeah. In, in, and we're saying this, I don't know how true it is, that, like a meta that was about mid lane and about the solo lanes. Right. And it's because Xiaohu didn't step up and Perks crushed him. And I don't think yeah. Xiaohu is worse than Perks. I would say he's arguably an overall better player, but was outperformed. Or, and, yeah, and is arguably You expected him to be a better player coming into the tournament. Him to be, right? And then he was not even close in right. the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I... When I was going through them, I thought maybe Shahu, right? But I, I realized part, part of me, I almost have to pull it from like a top 10 player, at least yeah. when I think yeah. of the, the history. The first thing of the I did board. was go look at your top 20 list, and I was like, <laughs> who's really high on this list? Yeah. Whoa, that's a Yikes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really funny thing that almost happened to Khan that we realized this year is the fourth ranked player is really close to being cursed uh, in the history of Ruler this award. Ruler was five, though. Yeah, Ruler was five. Khan was four. And if Khan didn't have that last day of group stage plus, like, the smacking of liquor she did, even though they went 0-3, like, he very well could have been because we've had Clearlove uh, ranked four in the past <laughs> in 2016, I think, when he just had an awful world. Uh, and I wish I remembered off the top of my head who did it in 2017. It's not as important, but fourth is usually just a bad spot. See, I think you had was decent reasoning okay. and decent, uh, you know, things yeah. to back up. So you didn't, you didn't <laughs> but, have but to But Ruler just... was such an easy win. I'm like, yeah. oh, it is it's actually ruler. never anyone but Ruler. That's ruler. right. You're not correct, but yeah. you don't have to like okay. dump on yourself. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, just, and then and then Mingo's my other one because he was the number one all-pro support from the LPL yeah. and they failed to smash Sharon than what did. Like... I'm sorry, like, there is a player difference there. Like, I, I know EU fans are, like, really happy about how Hyarnan did, but, like, he's unemployed next year. Like, no one from the LEC wants to play with Hyarnan. Like, I don't mean don't, that as, as like, yeah. you're a bad person, but, like, there's 10 teams and a bunch of new rosters, and you did top four at Worlds, and no one wants you. Like, well, part of the yeah. reason people... I wouldn't say no one wants you, but th there's sorry. a lot of competition in that role, no, that's and he fair, doesn't right? stand out above a lot and, of the and, other and, and Ming failed to capitalize on, on a relatively weak yeah. lane. Coming and, in, this was the weakness of G2. Part of how much everyone loves Harnan is because of the bar going in, right? It's mm -hmm. because it's not expected that he crushes Uzi or something or like that, Or it's even right? that close. Or, or even that close, and yet he's able to have a huge impact. Mm -hmm. So I think... And that was great. That's part of the perspective, uh, you know, judging yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next one is the 1v9 award. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Uh, this one is just the best 1v9 yeah. performance you can think of. From I, games you watch. I got four. I have four answers. I have three. All right. All right give me the how, best how one. Have? I have I've won. Okay. Because <laughs> it's Co an award. Okay. We, did <laughs> number one. we did extra credit. Kobe, your number one. Where you want me to give me all my No, then... give me your number one. Oh. Like, like unless you need to spend time. If you need to spend time, I think fine. that we should go with the lowest count so that I don't take away his <laughs> ah, pick with okay. my four spread. Because I okay, guarantee okay. his pick is within these four. Yeah. Yeah, probably. If it's not, uh, that's a good point. So mine is do you guys do an individual game? Yeah. Right? Like, biggest individual yeah. game carry. Yeah. yeah. It was Bjergsen's Akali game against TL. Mm, I think it was the biggest one, biggest 1v9. The thing with 1v9 is it's yeah. not just I did great while yeah. my teammates were also popping okay. off. Mm -hmm. Like, even, even the Perks game uh, would be my very close second, like game five or game four of the series. But he had series. Wonder. But, like, Wonder was doing pretty well. Yeah. Yankos was Jungle. doing great in the jungle. It felt like that Akali game was was yep. like the Legit fourteen kill Akali. Yeah. Yep. So so my my individual game of the nine award is Licorice against Detonation Focus Me in the play in <laughs> stage. <laughs> because because you're saying one. <laughs> I actually uh, I have the match history, so I can I can pull that one up. Um, his actual KDA is not that good. Is the funny thing. Uh, Licorice only went one four and fifteen. 
Um, he actually had less CS than And Sankey. that's the biggest 1v9 of the year? And here's why. Here's why it's 1v9. Okay. And this is why it's 1v9. Because your okay. team also has to be inting. So that you are against your team as well. Yes. And against the opponent. Then who gets the kills? Uh, I mean, people cleaned up, but like Licorice was clearly the best player on Summoner's Rift. Okay. There yeah. was a 5.7,000 gold lead at 30 minutes. That is insurmountable for most teams ever, yeah. right? Like that is obnoxiously good. Oh, was this the Lissandra game? Yeah, this is his Lissandra yeah. game where he's actually, his team is turbo inting. Yep. Japan yeah. has always been garbage at Worlds and MSI. <laughs> this is the only time they this have This is what I like about having you on the dive. The best of like, five. You're not coming back next time, so you're just yeah. gonna like call people garbage. <laughs> he he just, gets really riled up yeah. though, and when people are bad. He, yeah. <laughs> you yell way more than Azale yells. Yeah, and then you're just <laughs> gone for three months and people just like forget about the stuff you said <laughs> but yeah i mean like japan has never made the best of five stage okay of any tournament that's not the ljl okay they are not okay. good okay <laughs> take it down and nine is turbo inting to a 5.7k deficit 30 minutes and licorice 1v9 okay, okay okay all right Calm all right down. okay <sighs> that was my choice <laughs> that's your choice okay kobe okay so i did have the bjergsen one so okay. so that was one of the games i did not have, did the, not have the licorice one uh, licorice one so i apologize uh, i don't i don't think that counts he had great team fights for sure but okay. um here, here's one for you here's one from na i i the other three i have one is uh from na it's mm -hmm. the someday game 100 Thieves, you remember his oh, Jacks game? In oh, in the funnel game where he wasn't even funnel. He was not the funnel, <laughs> yeah. yet he was like, you people, I am going to win this game. Like he, right. yep. the rest of the team was just dying everywhere. They, yeah. they were literally at his nexus. He kills someone up top. He recalls back. He's the only member. He jumps in on Jacks, kills like three people. Yeah. It's literally him yeah. alone at his nexus. Like, fair. I was like, God damn, that is a 1v9. Yeah. That's a good choice. Uh, like, is that what else you got? So that yeah. that was that's a good one. That was my I, that was my top one. Um I also had the Bjergsen one. Mm -hmm. I also had um so the other two were um only dampened by they had good teammates mm. that were going on so i did have the perks one mm -hmm. um and we kind of talked about it in the g series too. so yeah. i, I felt like too. that was good to talk about it in the series but also um the shy uh even though there were no 1v9 games from invictus gaming because mm. um the rest of the team was good but the shy's jace game it, he was the only one i was looking at <laughs> oh because it was like his team was not doing bad to justify 1v9, sure. but he was Yeah, That's in. a 1v5 award. Like, yeah, your team's holding up. Yeah. You are killing yeah, it. Yeah, that was a 1v5. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he had so many good games at, at Worlds because I was thinking the Fiora game in the base race. Oh, yeah. Where he almost, like, yeah. he was a hit. That could have been the game. He's, he is a 1v9 player. Yeah. But his team is too good for him to get a 1v9 yeah. yeah. award. He's good enough 1v9, but he gets 1v5s. So. Uh, so my vote was for Bjergsen. Kobe's vote is for Someday. Someday. I'll keep with Licorice. What just really quick, what were your other three without going into too much? Uh, it, it was also perks, and it was uh it was actually this was not a then this one was, was not the individual game, but it was Uzi at MSI. Uh, uh where yeah. I feel like he was just mm -hmm. so much okay. above. Funneling before funnel. Like yeah. that's I feel like that's what yeah. he did. Yeah. So he doesn't even have teammates that are giving him their gold. All right, next one we're gonna be doing some hindsight awards. Yeah. So we don't have like a great name for it. We're going to call them the 2020 awards and there's going to be two of them. It's the best idea that went wrong and the worst idea that went right. The right. idea is. So, yeah. So this is, this is, if you put yourself in the time yeah. and the news comes out, you're like, 
okay, you know, that could work. At least that could work, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, that's a genius move. Yeah. But at least an idea that's plausible. And then it hindsight, you know, it turns out to be like, oh my God, how can we think that works, right? And it's a, a big disaster yep. or the other way around. All right, Jack, what do you have for this one? So I realized- a positive one. Like the one that went right? Yeah. That I think was a bad idea at the time. I think we start out with the, with the, with the knife yeah. one. I mean, it's both of these are kind of mean in in because there's something bad <laughs> That's in true. them. I know. Uh, I actually realized that I wrote down the same one for both. So, like, I accidentally did the worst idea that went right twice. So okay. I'm just going to give them both to you. Okay. <clears throat> I still think that swapping out Jensen and Blabber in the midst of a five game win streak to put in Golden Glue and Fence Scaring against TL at the time was a bad idea. But it went super well because they yeah. didn't pull out through like 0 and 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I have that one for the worst idea that went right. How yeah. is that the best idea that went wrong? No, it's not. It's the worst idea that went right. Yeah. I got He's, that, I got he that did, twice. He did it twice. Yeah. He did oh, the same so you only answered yeah. that. Yeah, and I got another one. The spring split Echo Fox roster. Oh, man. That went right. Yeah. Because when we looked at that roster, we were like, all right, they got, they got Phoenix. They got all tech, they got Adrian. Like, there's no way these guys make it work. And then they actually did. Like, they made third place and they qualified for Rift Rivals and all these cool things. I don't know. Maybe you were like, I thought they definitely had a good chance of it. I, mm. We can check the tapes on the yeah, dive yeah. for the beginning of the You're, season. You have them like sixth or seventh in your power rankings. And we explained it as they <laughs> have the potential to do really well. Yeah. All right. What do you got for this? So one? I think the for sure for me this award definitely goes to the cloud nine benching Jensen, Sneaky, and Smoothie. Mm -hmm. What seemed crazy? Literally, mm -hmm. the whole community was on fire. Everyone. Oh, you're you're saying the just the beginning of like the whole the whole fiasco, not just the one game after they had the win streak. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think yeah, with, you know, yeah. Zazel coming in, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Cloud, I think Cloud Nine, Cloud Nine, like is the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that that is a hundred percent has to be the winner for that one. Right. Yeah. And then the best idea that went wrong, as I said at the time, TSM trading double lift to Team Liquid. <laughs> are you kidding me? I was like, what are you doing, Reggie? You're yeah. you're gonna make this big risk on importing, you know, shot callers that yeah. like how. How can you even judge that? But you're giving up this guaranteed best AD carry in North America, proven yeah. year after year after year, for domestic at least, mm -hmm. um, to your number one competitor. Yep. Yeah, and at the time, if, at, at if the time, you go check the tapes to our, our spring split power ranking episode, like, mm -hmm. I know, I wish Azale was here for this, because he's the one who started with TSM, and he had, like, this rant of, <laughs> you're bringing in a three-time European champion, and you're adding him to the NA champions, and there's no way they don't finish first. Like, it was something akin to that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Azale, if that's inaccurate. You can check, everyone can check the but, tape. But yeah, this, this was quote. the best in the West, unanimously bot lane. Like, yeah. I think everyone was on the page, like, yes, Zven and Mithy are uh, better than X. Like, that was just true. Um, and, and they crashed and burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's for sure okay. the best idea that went wrong. Mine, mine is mine is worlds based. Uh, so it is about Genji. Uh, more, more of Genji crashing and burning. Uh, fly out, crown in, basically. So Genji was tied for first place in match score mm -hmm. in in the LCK. They end up getting fourth because of game score, but like with Fly, they were tied with KT, Rolster, and Kingzone and um, Griffin as as like the best in, in Korea and they played crown for their world's qualifiers. Like it was about like him being motivated to play again and they didn't even bring fly with them to worlds who had done most of the heavy lifting to get there. Instead, they brought their two junglers, ambition and harvest. They basically brought like their old uh, world's roster and crown was bad. 
Uh, and Fly was arguably their best individual performer. He was the uh, leader from Gen G of MVP points. He was only four games behind Khan, who was number one over on the listings. Like, Fly is legit great, and they didn't bring him. Well, hold on. Is this a so bad idea badly. that went bad? So, so, so here, here's why. So, so, so here's why I thought it was also it could have been a good idea at the time, okay, right? Because yeah. as it turns out, they really needed a better mid laner, and yeah. Crown could not hold up, and that was obvious. Um, but uh, Crown won worlds. Like he played right, the regional right. qualifier gauntlet. Like he then beat Griffin and Kings and all these other teams to get there. So like he had at least had like this nine game track record of like, no, look, we can win with him. Okay, uh -huh. guess he's going. But they mm. didn't keep like their their star mid laner. The other one I want to pick up is I saw it at the time, but in retrospect, it was bad, and it was Cloud9's Worlds roster. It was the fact that they brought both junglers and Jensen. Mm. And I understand why, because their starting roster was Jensen Blabber, and it was like, okay, well, who would fail? Who's more likely to fail, Jensen or Blabber? Well, Blabber's more likely to fail. He's a rookie. Okay, so Svenskeren's the backup, and then sure enough, that's what happens. And then we see, okay, well, Svenskeren and Jensen's obviously the starters. Okay, now, now who needs the backup? Actually, Jensen needs the backup. He doesn't really play Assassins. Other than LeBlanc, other than LeBlanc, he had like two Yasuo games in Academy, mm? one Aurelia game, like all summer split plus worlds, like Noah Kali games. Like in, in C9 versus Fnatic, they had to ban a Kali, Aurelia, something else. Like they banned three mid against Caps every time and just picked Lissandra. Mm. Whereas Golden Glue, I thought was playing well, does play Assassins, and maybe you give him a chance to fight Caps. Right? They did that in the summer finals where they got 3-0'd. They kept trying the other version of the roster to see if something could work. Mm. When you're C9 against Fnatic, you put in Golden Glue and see if he can handle caps. The answer is probably no, but like you give yourself a different way of playing the game by trying to take the skill matchup. Because Golden Glue was playing well on an individual level, and in retrospect, he would have been good to have on the roster. Yeah. After hearing I your guys' explanations, I really feel strongly about my... About yours. Okay. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> I... G give us yours just real quick again. Uh, the TSM trading double lift the team liquid was the best idea. Biggest went blunder wrong. in hindsight. But it was and okay. Cloud Nine benching Jensen, Sneaky, and Smoothie um, seemed like a bad idea at the time, but it was the biggest golden egg. I agree with Kobe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Those are the awards for us. That's fair. All right, let's move on to the Kiwi Kid Award. Jat, please explain, explain the Kiwi Kid Award okay. for people who have not followed the history uh, of the North American LCS. Yeah, Kiwi Kid doesn't know we've done this, uh, <laughs> by the way, so please let him know. And essentially, the Kiwi Kid Award, uh, the memorial prize, really, is... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> in many ways. I saw him that weekend in Vegas at All-Stars. He is alive and well, yeah, for the great. record. Uh, <laughs> it's for having the most deaths, but still having a positive impact on the game. Exactly. Because Kiwi, Kid, Kiwi Kid did this often. When he retired, he was either very close to or did have the most deaths in NALCS history. But no one would really be like, man, he's awful. Like, every once in a while, he would just carry the game. Especially in uh, promotion relegation games. He yeah. would have these big four, five-man all-star combos. And mm -hmm. so he would have these, like, really big game-changing impact. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of the key to the award, right? So, yeah. And now it's, okay, which player was the most like that <laughs> this year? <laughs> that's who we give the award to. Sure. Do you have do you have your answer, Freak? I have uh, right. So my initial answer was really troll. 
uh, and it was okay. double lift because we always make fun of him for like dying in stupid places, but he's yeah. still really, really, yeah, really. But he didn't really die this good. year that much. Right? Right. Which is why it's a bad answer. Okay. So, so my better answer that's not so troll is Solo from Golden Guard. Uh, not Golden Guard, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clutch Gaming. Uh, you said Golden Guard. And Gaming. now Echo Fox. And now right? Echo Fox. Clutch in 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Clutch in 2018. Um, because he never got any help at all, really, from the team. He's left on an island. Okay. Like, he got 1v3 dove a lot. Yeah. And was actually, I think, a really great top laner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, he played a bunch of Gangplank games and would just, like, ult into bot lane ganks. He'd be like, yeah, I'm 0-2-2. Two two, yeah. But, like, they would win the bunch. Yeah. And Kiwi Kid was once a top laner. People forget he that. Was. Top Singed. laner support. Roll swapper. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Kobe, go for it. Um, so, I I have Solo on my list. He was not my answer, though. Um, I actually had... I mean, after... Okay. <laughs> I'll preface this with... I love contracts mm-hmm. uh, he is well, in he had the most deaths he is yeah. in yeah. my yeah. discord group i play games with him and his girlfriend all the time i i think he's a really good player okay. and that's why the second part of the award is very important uh-huh. because contracts actually had the most deaths for spring and summer Whoa. splits for the whole year, basically, okay. he has the total of the most deaths. Yeah, uh, I mean, Golden Guardians did place ten. Died a lot uh, both times. Mm. But I also, whenever I'm watching contracts, I feel like there's going to be a moment in the game where he makes this big play, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some big game changing. You know, he goes for very aggressive invades and, and you know tries to get uh, action going. And a lot of the games that they did win, even when they weren't winning very many games. Mm. Um, was when he made, you know, a lot of good early moves. However, you know, he also had the tendency where mm-hmm. he would make a lot of those mistakes <laughs> that would result in deaths. Yeah. So that was yeah. my answer. All right. My answer was summer split Afromu. Okay. You can't just section a split. This is our year it award. Is a, I, I, I'm doing it. A year in uh, review award. I was the MVP of the spring split. I, much better in the spring. The year long uh-huh. award. That, that, means that he can't. You can't break the rules. Well, to be fair, it is it is a players who do very well. You should you should do all year. Yeah. yeah. He got an MVP while you, being so many deaths for all year. You can still answer. Kimmich was not an MVP player. Yeah. Uh, Afmu okay, was. So, what, so, so like so that. He's are precluded. A little. <laughs> uh, I'll give my argument for Afromu, then I'll give you another more acceptable answer, perhaps. Great. Uh, That's like my double of choice. Afromu, in the summer split, we forget how much he died and how many games he was like 0-7, 0-8. But he was always the playmaker for that team, especially uh, once Medios was gone for Onda later on in, in the year. And still managed to like squeak in, you know, winning the best of five, getting fourth place in in, in summer. And he was a big part of that. The other one <clears throat> would be Dardock. Because as many highlights as he had, <laughs> it's a similar to contracts. Yeah, he had a lot of games where he died a lot. I mean, yeah. second most deaths uh, in the summer split as well. So the yeah. problem to me with that one is that literally every person that has ever met Kiwi Kid is like, "This guy is so nice. I love Kiwi Kid. I want to go <laughs> so get some food with Dardock. Kiwi Kid." But there are a lot of people that have played with Dardock <laughs> that don't feel that way. So. <laughs> I'm not one of oh, them. You know, I like yeah. Dardock's yeah, been super fair. nice to me every time I've talked to him I'm at sure. parties. Very true. I like Dardock. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you're saying there are other people that have qualities. If you a player most like Kiwi Kid, then you need like yeah. Gate. In every way. Someone, yeah. like, everyone likes and plays multiple roles, like Gate. Yeah. <laughs> I think that actually, I, why isn't that your answer? Big. Oh, didn't I didn't die enough. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's not all in place now, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's a tough one to give out, but uh, shout out to Kiwi Kid. <laughs> so, all right, this one, this one's tricky. 
it is, if everyone remembers, the Team Dignitas versus Renegades game from the NALCS. It's where (laughs) we had multiple people executing to the bottom turret, which they later explained was just a faster recall. Kibikin was on that team, by the way. He was one of the ones that died to the turret, I believe. Uh, The other one, though, who died to Rift Herald was Crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also had two people die to Rift Herald, like, right after. Uh, And (laughs) that is now... We're naming the award for the the worst professional game of League of Legends that we saw <laughs> yeah. in the year. What was that game? I think that was four executes. Yeah. Like within, within like 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds. They all just it's go. abysmal. And they had done so good right before that. I right? know. That's why it was so funny. Yeah. They had just like, oh my God, they got advantage top and bottom. And then you're like, wait, they're, di- <laughs> they're all dead. What happened? Okay. Uh, I'm going to start. It's an answer I've already given. Cloud9 okay. was detonation focus me. If it's not for Licorice, wait. that... It's the 1v9 game? Yeah. Because everyone was bad. It's already on a... That's a different award. I get a player performing amazingly yeah. in the worst professional game of League of Legends. I mean, see, so you're you're giving it the Digger's Renegade Award. Like, what happened to the mid laners? They weren't turbo-inching to turrets, but yet it was still a really bad game. Okay, what's your answer, Jack? You got to go first, Kobe. Okay. This one was actually hard for me, because I... Yeah. Have a I was cast wait, was I casting it? Maybe I remember it like I was casting it okay. in the Dignitas Renegades game. <laughs> Maybe I was watching it in the uh in the green room, but I remember it very clearly. And I was laughing so incredibly hard. <laughs> I don't feel like any game this year honestly lived up to this award. So I mean I did have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um and it was one of the times, one of the very few times where I turned into an EU LCS game that was oh, not geez. that was nice, not a nice. This is good. That was not a fanatic yes. or D2 game. Blame Giants this versus Rocket. Yeah. I'm gonna guess it's close. Is it Giants at least? Uh, Giants were in it, yes. but it was H2K. Oh, sorry, you're right. Sorry, oh. H2K was the first. Yeah. It was in so I think it was in summer. Um, it was the Giants H2K game and. There was at least like Betsy, I think, was the mm-hmm. only one who was right. performing like decently. Yeah, much like but it was like, but it wasn't a one v nine game. I, I, I'm sorry. It, it, it was like, I, yeah, I, I'm he, trolling. I'm sorry. You, you give him some credit. And you're like, okay, you know, Betsy's cool, but like, what else is going on in this <laughs> game? And even I remember, um, I think Vedius and Medic maybe were casting it. Okay. Um, and they were like, after the game, they were like, well. Uh, you know, a lot to review after that game. Uh, Neither <laughs> of them are gonna go home and you know be uh, yeah. post that one on the wall or anything. But uh, it's a victory in the bag. Uh, but honestly, I don't think any any game this year actually lived up to Renegades mm-hmm. Dig Award. Yeah. Oh my God. I I, I tend to agree with you. I realized as I was answering my questions, I didn't copy paste this one over, which was why I was stalling ah. trying to think of the Dig vs. Renegade. And you're still stalling. I'm still stalling. So <laughs> I, I apologize oh, okay. All right. to you. Me and Freak. Cloud Nine that should focus me. Me and Freak can move on to the next award. No, I'm gonna you... I'm gonna find it later. I'm gonna post it on Twitter Great. and Reddit thread. What? You're we'll, not we'll even gonna I gotta focus on, on the show. All right, Jack. Yeah. Right now, you're sitting at like a D yeah. For, yeah. for this episode. No. No, this you broke a- the rules on the previous question, yeah. <laughs> and now you don't have an answer for this one. Uh, it's thin yeah. ice here, buddy. I hope Am you I ace- above chat? I hope you ace yeah. the rest of this test. I'm, Freak? Yeah. I'm, I mean, you hated a lot of my you answers. You at least answered the <laughs> oh, question. Okay. Yes, detonation focused me as two of his answers. I can't just. At least he put one. You should have. You should have yeah. <laughs> written your name. You should. We're grading on a curve. That's if decent. you had said my solo queue game today, uh, then I would. I would have accepted that, and yeah. you'd probably be ahead of free. Wow! <laughs> How dare you? Those were those were good answers. How dare you? I mean, his solo queue game today probably could have yeah. been a good. Probably could have used some work. Uh, Worst. Oh, sorry. You, you're you're the host. Go ahead, Jet. 
I doesn't matter. Next worst next award. change to the game is the next award. I don't know what the, what the award is named. Yeah, well, we thought of a few. Maybe we can call it like the Art and Sensor Awards since that mm. was like clearly in 2017. Everyone yeah. didn't like Oops. the Art and Sensor Worlds. I I like Juggernaut Rework Award. <laughs> Juggernaut Rework <laughs> Award. Like Something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of speaking of uh, mid season updates, the eighty carry item update is my vote. I don't. Mm. I didn't mind the, the role changes, like health regen is down, whatever, I, and try to make mages go in. Because like the end result of mages being in bot lane was awesome. Uh -huh. That was great. Here I got to play Heimerdinger. Super, super, super cool. A lot of that was great. The item update itself is, I think, where I take a lot of pain. Where the game is getting faster and faster, and they're like, "Cool, eighty carries are late game powerhouses. We're gonna push that even farther late game and make mm. your first two items suck." Yeah, mm -hmm. and I don't think I don't think I've still gotten through all that yet. I think I, I think they're still in a state. I 100% expected that answer from you. Okay, as an yeah. AD carry player, mm -hmm. but I also while I was looking for uh you know worst changes over the year, I happened upon a video that is Freak yelling at his stream because Shaco got a buff of like. <laughs> 10 to 40 damage yeah. uh, on his Q when they nerfed Duck's Blade. Mm -hmm. And you're just ranting. You're like, I hate Shaco. Shaco should never get buffs. What is up with this? <laughs> They're over buffing Shaco. Why are they compensating? And you were just like, this is the worst change Riot Games has made <laughs> in a long time. And I was like, I'm going to use this one because whatever his answer is, I don't think he's actually going to answer that. Oh, no. But you literally say this 10 to whatever 40 damage or something buffed to Shaco in compensation for Dustblade is the worst change <laughs> Riot Games has made. Oh, I'm, I'm looking up this. Uh, you um, get it. I got an answer for okay. the Jig Ren. For the Ren. previous question. For the Jig Ren. Okay. Yeah, so I no longer have to go back for it. All right. The, the game between Clutch and CLG where Febby got the Azir Pentakill. Oh, That's yeah. the one. And the one, he literally has an interview afterwards where he's like, I don't know, they entered into me. Yeah, it's like, I didn't do anything special. They just kept, like, jumping at me, and I killed right. them one at a time. Right. Like, That's just that whole environment where Clutch was like, I, I guess we win. I think even your late partial credit for that bumps you back up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, perfect. So is that actually your answer for worst change uh, of the game? My answer for worst yeah, change yeah. of the game is not for the shake okay. buff for freak or whatever. All right. Um, I did have the um, marksman item items in there okay. as well. Yep. I was trying to find a change that caused gold funneling to become a thing mm. because that pissed me off the most. <laughs> but I could not come up with what the change that was the impetus for that strategy. Can you think of it? Because I don't, I think that was just player ingenuity with a lot of things that have built up over time with support items getting buffed and support classes mm. and different champions being, you know, versatile and be able to operate on low income so that people could actually sacrifice that much on their team that they could have to support dedicated support players. I don't think there was a single, you know, change. Um, I could probably pinpoint the patch, maybe. Yeah. Where Golden Funnels started to become a thing. Some of the big stuff was the fact that, like, the runaway experience in the jungle was removed. Like, yeah. That was a big one. So where, maybe. Where if you had a certain level advantage, you weren't getting docked experience in mm -hmm. jungle camps. I think it was just a, a culmination of a lot of little ones, but that is the change that pissed me off the most was Gold Funneling because it also led to the Monster Hunter nerf, which <laughs> punished 
junglers in its first iteration uh -huh. punished junglers like me where my team are feeding and I just want to try and get back into the game. So I go to my dead mid laners, wave at his turret. I'm trying to clean up his yeah, CS for him and I'm getting gold. four gold a pop. Mm -hmm. Yep, feels bad. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Kobe, okay. I looked up the Shaco patch and I found it. Yeah. Well, it is, it is a, so Duskblade lost like half its damage on hit. Right? Yeah, Otherwise yeah. the item's the same. Shaco gained 10 to 50 plus 0.7 bonus attack damage ratio on the Q. I remember mm -hmm. doing the math at the time. If you bought a Duskblade, you still did more damage than before. <laughs> like after this yeah. nerf, it just did more damage anyway. Plus you can also Q without Duskblade or not buy the item. So it was just like an always in all cases direct buff to a champion who was already strong. And as like the, compensation. It, it might be your most hated champion. Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm I'm more just like, you don't need to buff champions that are already good. Like if they did this to Lucian and uh -huh. they're like, we compensated a black cleaver nerf by giving him 300 bonus attack damage. And, like, what are you doing? And to back up <laughs> your point, extreme. they later they later uh, pulled back on that they buff. Did. They cut it to 40%. Uh -huh. So yep. you are partially, you are at least, it was yep. uh, a change that they patch. also felt was bad. However, to make it the <laughs> worst change, right? Game says, did I say that verbatim? Yeah. No. He said in a long time. Okay. He uh, said the worst change. And a long time is a very ambiguous statement. Exactly. This was, this was before the 80 carry item update, Kobe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine is to the earlier parts of the year when the inspiration tree mm. had super magical boots and a six minute stopwatch. Ooh. And you saw 10 stopwatches mm. in every game. That's pretty good. And games went 40 minutes. That was bad. That was an incredibly boring time to watch League of Legends. That's I thought a good that, point. I thought that the uh, some of the stopwatch plays were cool, but a lot of them were just stalling. Yeah, you got it so early. Yeah, it's, yeah. it stopped turret. Like you saw okay. 10 stopwatches going off in a fight. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah. That's right. a good one. Do I win? It's uh, still close. I, I'm, I don't think that you could convince me. I'm sure that you could convince other people. Mm. But the gold funneling one sure. that led to Monster <laughs> yeah. Hunter really pissed me off. Gold funneling existing yeah. was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the thing that frustrated me the most about gold funneling actually was the fact that like the design team made it clear that they didn't like it, yet it was this pseudo optimal strategy in pro. So teams had this impossible opt like from a pro yeah. perspective, they had this impossible optimization of learn funneling. I will not be able to use this in playoffs, yeah. but I can use it to get wins now. Yep. Yeah. So it's just, there was no clear road to like yeah. optimize. It's like, well, only optimize the things that we say you should optimize for. Like just the way they had to play catch up on that yeah. is obviously not something they want to do and they did fix it as fast as they could, but it was a, it was a bad time. Okay, let's okay. join a happier time here. What was the best change All right. to the game this year? Tracker's knife went away mm. by far. Uh, the, the drop in vision in pro play, uh, I think was great for making the game funner to watch, uh, cooler to like play, cooler to be a part of. Um, I think it actually is part of the reason like Korea lost its stranglehold on playing the game because they were always mm. the, like slow macro vision type play. Okay. Okay. And I'm glad that that play style is no longer optimal. So that now aggression is the rewarded play that we're at like the right state of vision to where you must take equity risks to be a good team. I think it was like the sing like to be a single change that had the most impact in making pro better. I got a question mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. There was a number of uh, uh changes to vision this year. Yeah. Right? Like tracker's knife went away. You could not straight up buy a sight stone. It was tied to support quests. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part of yeah, why so funnels no, no good so you get stone. two sight stones. The so there's, there's only one sight stone. Uh but also 
we we always have this debate about like darker map versus lighter map. Yeah. And do you think just with the changes of you can now only have two controllers instead of three mm. and yellow trinkets have gone from 180 seconds max to 120 seconds max, which means right. more people are going to have blue trinkets and red trinkets. Like, were we at a balance and we are now too dark? Potentially. Like, where do you think that line is? Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I think certainly 12 months ago, we were on the far like right side of the bell curve of too yeah. much vision. The game is on a yeah. lower stage. Especially with Zombie Ward. That yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hated it. <laughs> absolutely. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, we might have gone too far, right? It, it might be going back down the curve in, you know, the Y-axis being game quality yeah. um, on, on the darker side of it now. But that's really possible. I'm not sure. I was happy with how those worlds went. Yeah. I was surprised seeing the trinket nerf. Like, I just saw it and like, we're at two control worlds and trinkets mm. are like 20% worse. Yeah. Huh. That's a change. I don't know. Maybe it ends up even cool. being better next year, but like, I could see that being reverted easily. Okay. My change uh, that I like the most, even though it, it wasn't super clean in the way that it manifested because Banner of Command existed. Ooh. But <clears throat> I liked the 8.4 changes to giving Baron ability power on the buff, making it so the cannon minions were bug fixed and actually did the proper amount of damage to turrets. And that was also the patch where Elder 2 became mega broken uh, because it prevented games from going over 60 minutes, which while they can be fun, were way too <laughs> frequent. Like finding a fair sense of finality in games is difficult. Yeah. And I feel like this was the change that really put League on that path. It's really good. Yeah. I, you saying that makes me a little bit nostalgic for our 80 minutes, <laughs> minutes to dream you and Rima, uh, I think. game yeah. I, but i do only want one of those maybe every year every or half two decade. one yeah. or two like <laughs> i want like one a year per league, for something right? for something to be that crazy it also has to be really unique yeah uh so the thing you're talking about how the the frequency yeah. so like if if that does something like that does happen now it mm -hmm. would be even more like oh my god this is crazy like what is going on um, so I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, I honestly, I had, so I had a very big sweeping change for this answer and I had like some small ones. I came up with the small ones first and then, um, I remembered that we did runes reforged. I actually, ah. if you, if I count rune reforged now, uh, mm -hmm. with stat shards separated, I think that is just a completely positive change. Um, you don't have to buy all these little runes. You don't have to have all these rune pages set up for different champions. I would literally on my Smurf be barred from playing some champions um, or know that I'm playing them suboptimally because I only have a couple rune pages that you know aren't perfect for them. True. Um, which really felt bad. But the runes reforged just the simplicity of being able to be like boom, 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 ready to go. Yeah. You know, on whatever yeah. I feel like is strongest for this champion. Um, I. I honestly think that, um, you know, that might be the best change. I had smaller ones when I was first coming up with ideas. How do you feel about um, Red Sweeper not having oh. a little baby garbage tier? Oh, that's a great feel good. That's a great feel Huge. good. Huge. Yeah. To me, I was like, yeah. I would I would never want to buy the first, like, you only sweep this small spot. It doesn't mm -hmm. move or whatever a thing as a jungler. So then I would also forget to buy it immediately or whatever whenever At I hit nine. Yeah. Yeah. nine. Um so I thought that was super good, but mm -hmm. then I was like, ah, it's a little bit small. That's really good. Um, yeah. The other one, monster health over the dragon uh, and monsters and stuff like that. <gasps> Didn't used to be in world, you're right. Just helped. like nice little quality of life stuff. Helped a lot with, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are Smiting. great. 
I forgot about the Runes Reforged one. Like, I like the system, but I've played enough that both my main and my Smurf have all champions and 20 rune pages, so I just, like, forgot, like, that mattered. You entitled yeah. League Flames. And I'm sorry plays- for playing <laughs> that much that I have two fully unlocked free-to-play accounts. Yeah. And he from only my plays own Marksman, play. so he only needs, like, two rune No, I play normals play. all the time. I use 20 rune pages. I like, dare you. Uh, I like Runes Reforged for the reason of playing alternate modes, because... Mm-hmm. Even with 20 rune pages in the past, if you had a large suite of champions that you played in solo queue, but also in ARAM or now in Nexus splits, like, you want to bring completely different things. Where's all my Dark Harvest rune pages? The fact that I literally don't even save rune pages anymore and just move through and, like, presence of mind, ultimate hunter. I win again! Kobe's really good at this. Although, so I will, I will jump in. That's an outside of the game change. It's against the rules. Well, this is also, I feel like, an esports focused show. Yeah. And so okay. I feel like well, the let's move on to the next is better award. for esports. <laughs> Shall we move Ruth on to the next award, yes. fellas? Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, I win, though. All right. Don't try this at home. So it refers to the esports yeah. moment uh, that is probably better left to the professionals and just like don't even bother trying. Yeah. yeah something that's way better on pro play and you yeah. don't want to see in your solo queue game. Specificity is better yeah. for this award. All right. You go first this time. Wadid's Tom Kench. Don't try this at home. So is your answer Tom Kench play in general or yeah. something Wadid did specifically? Well, I'm specifically saying, like, Tom Kench is great for Wadid. Yeah. But not for, like, anyone else. He yeah. requires so much coordination, especially the double eat, which yeah. happens from eating someone, moving away, and channeling your ult so they can jump in again. Ain't no one going to do that in solo queue. Like, yeah. that is so many levels of communication uh-huh. that you're just going to be a fairly useless champion. Yeah. Sorry, I hit the mic. Uh and you should probably just leave it to even you. in pro play. Um, I love you, Ole, but there were multiple <laughs> times where he oh, ate no. a minion next to double lift. As Tom <laughs> Don't Kench. play this in the LCS, Ole. <laughs> so even it's in like pro definitely. play, sometimes you're like, oh, don't try this at home. Don't try this on stage, maybe. <laughs> I also had Tom Kench written down. The other ones I had written for somewhat similar reasons are both Akali and Aurelia. Or these are champions okay. that, similar to Tom nope. Kench, He's are not reason. successful champions. Like, they are so hard to play that they are not You're good playing in too low, you low. In the vast majority of cases. That's what I uh, no, feel it, like. It's not even about me personally, right? Like, you're coming at me yeah, as a guy yeah, yeah. who, like, the, the win rates, quote unquote, hates the, the, the win rates for yeah. those champions yeah. are very low right. in solo. Key. Yeah. Correct. So if you want to climb and you're not literally Bjergsen or Caps, don't play these champions, you're going to lose. I yeah. mean, don't. So in Plat Plus, which does include a lot of gold games, because as long gold as a one plat, plat player plat. is in the game, it counts for the Plat Plus stats on Lolytics. Akali's, what, like 44%? Yeah. Azir's, like, 42%. Rise right. is probably similar. Yeah. And people know not to pick Azir and Rise, but they're still picking Akali in real life. No, they're really fun. I mean, so, uh, <laughs> to be fair, my answer is Rise. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we all doing the same stuff. It, but it's not just because, you know... The low win rate if people okay. don't use it that well. But like the realm warps, my my moment was like the big realm warps where they have them going into Steel Baron or they're getting out of Baron and then there's crazy rotations. You literally 
only see that in pro play every single time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's yeah. like you gave the only like rise. He's trying to like, he's uh -huh. getting ganked or whatever. He puts on his realm warp and like in pro play, you'll see him like dodge around out of it, flash back in or something. Yeah. And get away from the CC every time in your game. <laughs> the guy just gets nailed in the head yeah. and or something. Like yeah. your whole team takes it accidentally into the Baron. You die. The other yeah. team gets yeah. banned and wins, something like that. Speaking of don't play this on stage, uh, other good Tom Kench was Mithy. Had a, a lot of turbo ints. Uh, Tom Kench ults as well on TSM this year. Yeah, S even at that level, mm -hmm. you gotta be. E this, just don't try to yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, what we got okay. next? Uh, we all had the same kind of answer, roughly. Yeah. Worst prediction, aka the COG award. The Shut Up Dad <laughs> Award is yeah. what our writer... Uh, our writer also said the Spawn Trophy, which is a throwback to like 2015. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he predicted LPL for every game. I like the, the Shut Up Jat because that started as Reaper typing in chat. Yeah. Um, but what was it during? What so had you... I specifically called out like, why in the world are you subbing out Jensen and, oh. and Blabber during a win streak? And then he was <laughs> like, shut up, chat. And then they smashed. So it was yeah. it was perfect. But that's not but, even my worst prediction. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. I got a better one. Uh mine was in the spring split power rankings of the dive, I thought the rain over Darshan who he CLG uh. could win the most regular season games of NALCS teams. And they did not. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But to my defense, Close to the office. Everyone else said TSM was going to be the best, and they weren't either. I so, liquid at number one. Just saying. Yeah, you weren't on the show. I know. That yeah. That's count. true. Can't I, I, I did have that one. I also had one. Well, it's not, you don't get to say the worst prediction of other people. This is, I think, your worst prediction. Oh, great. That's what? Easy. No, it's the worst prediction of the Yeah, year. I think it's the worst prediction. Ah. That's how I did it. Uh, so for what it's worth, uh, <laughs> <laughs> still actually, I would argue that's a front runner. In fact, I will take your choice over my choice because my choice no. was Korea will win Worlds this year. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's I tweeted funny. for a month straight. It's a good uh, prediction, yeah, though. The idea being, let's go into April Fool's Day and AO win Worlds this year. XD Korea got top eight and that was it. Okay. So. Uh, that was pretty bad. I would like you to try and rack your brain for your individual worst prediction. Well, let me give my one. Uh, okay. Dale's not here, but the other option I had was the one where he lost the Cloud9 hat bet. Oh, yeah. Because he uh, had the prediction that Cloud9, when they were making their changes. Yeah, wouldn't even make playoffs. Yeah, wouldn't even make playoffs. They ended up going for the semifinals of the Worlds. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah. Nice. The other one that I had uh, as a secondary was uh, Frosk saying that IG were going to suck. That we were talking like during play and stage, like everyone's here in the office, we're talking about stuff, and she's like, "No, I," because uh, I'm like, "IG went like they smashed LPL oh, yeah. both yeah. regular seasons. They lost two total matches across yeah. both regular seasons. Like this team is insane. Like they're a top four team at Worlds." She's like, "No, they choke in every best of five. They're never gonna do anything. The players don't have the pet. Like they will just completely suck." And I was like, "I don't. I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't see, see a hard flame though." I she do wonder really how much of that was a self defense mechanism because she like really likes IG, and we do. <laughs> I, I do this is, with NA teams a lot. Be like they got no chance, and then it's like, but please, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The they have no head, chance, but please. please. Like my pick yeah. has seen nine in the finals. Like I yeah. thought they had a chance to beat Fnatic. I didn't think they were likely to, yeah. and I saw them losing to KT in the final. But I was like, I'd like to believe. Okay, what about your individual worst predictions? Can you think of them? I know that I've had regret? bad ones, but I, I have to think about that because that's a different question. Okay. These are year awards. I, all right, we we, we <laughs> interpreted you, you had some of the <laughs> we interpreted the question a little differently. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. What about your best prediction then? Right. You, Once again, these are individual choices. This isn't like someone else yeah. uh, doing the prediction. So uh, I had two. I would like to say that it was nice that I won the prediction pineapple two splits in a row in the NALCS. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
Nice. So I had the best overall game to game predictions over Mark versus and Mark. A coin. Yeah. And I, I, I beat almost that, all of the That's Indiana literally Rockets. only over Mark. We yeah. didn't get to do our predictions that's the whole true. year. You know, so However, uh, EU did their like larger prediction game where everyone in the broadcast would do it and uh-huh. they'd track it over time. And this is going to be fun to track next year, actually. The stats team over in Europe basically made a model to predict a statistical model, a statistical model for like a team with better record over the last seven games, yeah. vote them. If it's tied, side select, break it. And we ran this model. And even though at a time in the summer split where me and Mark were like 50-50 in predictions and EU was like 70-30, mm-hmm. based on predictability, we were still doing better than EU in our own predictions. You were beating the model and most of them weren't. Yeah. yeah because the ga- basically the, what the model proved is that games in Europe, the were favorites cool. won so often. So often. Whereas in NA, the favorites... Were like, the favorites actually had a negative win rate for yeah. most of the split. That's how yeah. crazy the summer split was. Yeah. And then the next one uh, was IG3-0 over G2, which I predicted on the desk, mm-hmm. and IG3-1 over Fnatic in the finals, uh, even though it was a 3-0. The reason, I, the reason I liked those predictions was I did feel leading up to the world championship, I, I read so much stuff online of like all so many of the Western personalities were just saying – you know, it's it's going to be a really close series, like super back and forth, but I think Fnatic can take it 3-2 because I do feel like there was this positive feedback loop yeah. with the community like, yeah, this guy says Fnatic, <laughs> this guy says Fnatic. So it was so easy to pick Fnatic. And if you pick IG and you were wrong, we know how that goes when you predict against Fnatic uh-huh. and then Fnatic wins. You mm-hmm. just get flamed into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just happy that I predicted the most IG on the desk and then had IG win. Yeah, I called Fnatic the best team in the West on cast and I still got called NA biased by Reddit. Like, <laughs> it's like, I okay. mean, <laughs> something, that you can you can still be that. Yeah, I know. One comment I mean, like something look, else. Yes, it, internally as a person, of course I wanted C9 to win, but like as as a caster, I try really hard to not have that come out. Like, um, and, and maybe I'm doing a bad job of that, whatever. That's Definitely discussion. getting sidetracked. We're going to move on. Yeah. Uh, right. But to your point of that, either way, best uh, prediction. my prediction was similar to yours that LPL was finally not going to disappoint at Worlds this time. Because so many years before... When did you say that? Uh, uh, I had a bunch of interviews. Uh, like, Inven came over okay. when we were doing, like, the, the draw show and whatnot. And I was like, I think this year, finally, LPL can actually do it. Because the last time I had a really good, like, hope for LPL was 2015 when EDG won MSI. And LGD was garbage. It was... I was like, LGD smashed LPL. And EDG won MSI. Okay, LPL's good. LGD, let's all ride that horse. And they didn't get out of groups. Uh, and I was like, okay, but this time I believe it, right? It's still the year of the LPL. They won Rift Travels. They won MSI. Like, just like they hit them before. This time, I believe, once again, let's go. And, okay, my vote was RNG, but I still had IG's top four. Like, I still had KT and Pickums going over IG, but mm-hmm. LPL did well. Yeah. Kobe? Uh, I had two separate predictions that revolved around TSM, mm-hmm. and they both ended up being true. At the beginning of the year, when um, we had our episode about Reggie making the change with double lift uh, and bringing in the imports, I mm-hmm. did think that the mythy shot calling was going to be a big positive. Mm-hmm. But I also said that Team Liquid will beat TSM with mm. double lift and take the championship. So that ended up being true. And then in summer, and it's, this was a little bit of like, ah, I'm just going to take a risk or whatever. But there was yeah. a moment where you guys forced me uh, to make <laughs> a hard prediction on saying TSM will not make playoffs. Oh, wow. In summer, when they were actually uh, doing well. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
I mean, you kind of forced me into it, so I don't, I'm not going to take full credit or whatever, but yeah. I was like, okay, TSM are not going to make playoffs. And then we almost even made the title of the episode yeah. Something like that. And I was like, okay, that's kind of inflammatory. Can you like not make well, the title that? And then it happened. Well, they did make they did make playoffs. In, in uh summer. Yeah. Okay. And in spring. Well, yeah, good thing that good thing that was not my answer then. All right, I got a question for you. <laughs> Somehow you interpreted best prediction is personal best prediction and worst prediction is worst prediction of no, all. It just happened to be that mine was the best prediction. You think that's the best prediction of the year by anyone? Yeah. That TL was better than TSM? <laughs> <What>? Seriously? <laughs> that they would beat TSM with double. Of course uh, they will. That's okay. It, it, Whatever. Obviously, the person who was like closest to getting pickums right was the yep. best prediction, uh, even though zero people got all pickums right. Yeah. Uh, one like broadcast moment that I feel like was was best was actually the day of MSI where Frost like ran the table. I forget exactly what she did, but it was like uh, Liquid will beat RNG, but then RNG will beat the undefeated at the oh, time yeah. Clash Wolves and just like got both of them. Yeah. Um, that was, I remember that. That was actually pretty nuts. Well, I'm going to come back to what your in, your individual worst prediction was eventually. I'm trying to remember. That'll again. be for next year's I'm episode. trying to remember what the TSM prediction actually was then. <laughs> I think it was TSM will... Because I remember someone tweeting me afterwards that was like, oh my God, like you predicted this on the dive or whatever. And I can't remember what it was now. Mm. Good thing we have like devoted listeners that are immediately going to tell you. Yeah, maybe someone will will tweet it. Check the tapes. Uh, We will definitely appreciate that. That is pretty much it for the year in review awards. Um, Yeah, that was a a good year. It was a good year. Yeah. It was a good year. It was really fun. It was really I, fun. I enjoyed 2018. Yeah. I hope, I hope the game is is similar to this year, right? Like okay. Uh, okay, we had some funnel issues. Like there were there <laughs> were there were misgivings, but like the last half of the year was really great to watch from an esports perspective. Yeah. Um I would like more of that, please. Yeah. I, yeah. So we can talk quickly about the 2019 state of the game. Okay. Because that is the next portion of our episode. We have now played on the preseason patch for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some positive things that I think are happening. Like the design team, I think won with the world's meta. They, it was pretty widely accepted as one of the best world's metas ever. Yep. And I think what they've done in preseason is they're just looking to build on that. Like all the changes are just seeing how far they can go in those directions. Like we mentioned the map being darker. Yeah. They moved it even darker. They're seeing that that's enough. I think the bounty changes in 2018, while not necessarily well publicized, giving more golds to individuals and less team gold snowball, were also largely positive. So they're pushing further along that axis, right? And I, I, I actually think the team is getting pretty experienced to the point where they're just trying to like optimize towards a better state of league. Where sometimes in the past it feels like they were just mixing stuff up for the sake of it. Sure. Uh, it does feel like we're being a little bit more intentional. So. Early impressions of me, even though I think bounties are a little crazy in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, and there's definitely, you know, the rune bounce of Dark Harvest was bad at first. I think the goals have been going in good directions. Yeah. I mean, and you guys are being super, super positive and talking about all oh, it being widely accepted as the best Worlds meta and to watch <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was a, there have been a lot of criticisms as far as, you know, average play. Uh, for mm-hmm. players at home and stuff. And Highly I know there was quality. a lot of stuff uh, like Doubleoft and Scara put out videos um, as well yeah, during like the year. So rate of change. Yeah, so there's definitely been like an, an up and down um, mm-hmm. and a process yeah. to it. But uh, the bouncing and the um, 
what's the other team called for like there's a lot of game systems teams there's yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah there's there, systems are paying like... very close attention to to these and to that feedback um and i do think that it is you know helping as far as honing in on the very fine line and balancing the needle of too much change, not enough change, what yeah. things are fun, what's good for viewers, what's good for playing, mm -hmm. um, and, and trying to actually intake all yep. of that and, and put out a good product. So I, I agree it's a lot. complicated issue. I agree a lot. What's what's cool is I think, because um, we're kind of going forward a little bit with this as well, I agree rate of change was, was mm -hmm. kind of bad, and I agree that like, um, like the highly talented, like everyone's getting one shot a lot does feel bad as well. Uh, it feels like one of the, the smaller projects they're doing right now is reshaping tanks slightly. I think some of these changes are on PBE, where it's like, hey, well, Zach and Sejuani are balanced for pro at 45% win rate in solo queue, and they only play tank jungles at 45% win rate. Can we get right. these champions to like be playable in solo queue so that you have more tanks in solo queue, which like helps AD carries feel good, mm -hmm. lowers lethality because there's not a Kha'Zix running around, so Sejuani. Also, she can tank the Kha'Zix on the enemy team. Like getting tanks into a good spot in solo queue while keeping them like relevant in pro as opposed to being broken one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and like Sejuani's example of him trying that, and there's like one or two others where like, hey, that would be great. Like that, that's that's I think like the next sort of like champion class balance pillar to move forward. And the changes on PvE look pretty good. It's like Sejuani still has her ult. She's still really tanky, but she can't face check a brush with 7,000 armor anymore, which is like mm. pro only. And like, right. that that's yeah. kind of stuff. I want to see, as a tank player, I want to see tanks be better. Yeah. Um, and even <gasps> though I don't play AD carry and I suck at it, mm -hmm. I recognize that those guys have actually been, they've had a pretty bad year. Sure. Um, they had a nice little moment around MSI. Isa was broken as hell. Where I all mean, the best AD the best carries the were the best teams. Lucian, Lucian has had some really strong moments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like sp some specific yeah. AD carries. Obviously, Kaisa was insane mm -hmm. for a super broken. long time. Super broken. Yeah. Um, Jin, Lucian, yeah. those types of ones. And and I personally don't think AD carries are weak. Uh, the, the, the sort of term that's being thrown around is like low agency, where it's like you're sharing your lane and supports have a lot of like they have a lot of what's to say about mm -hmm. that. And like, mm -hmm. if game facing is too fast, you don't get to your item spike you care about. Yeah. Like one of the goals of, of the preseason update was to say, hey, uh, laning phase ends at one item and the game ends at three items. So that you should feel like you got to go through your power growth. And if we get to late game, then sure you get to six, right? But like, that's that's the stretch goal. And I don't think AD carries are feeling good at one or two and a half items when most games are ending. And that is, that is an issue, right? Like the game being fun for a role is certainly important. All right, really quickly. I have something I want to talk about, so I'm going to make a topic up for it. Sweet. The thing that you can play to win right now mm -hmm. that I don't think that many people know about, if you have one, like, what have you been doing to win League of Legends games? Like, last episode... We've done we that before. We've done that as a topic. We I had know. a good name for it. What, what was it? What? We have a name OP. for it? We had a name for it. Yeah, Sleeper OP. It was something along the lines of Sleeper okay. OP. I don't know how Sleeper it is, but Cassiopeia <laughs> with oh. QMAX into W Max while leaving your E at one point and basically going like Luden's Leandries is super strong. Like literally just a max rank miasma is something like an 80% slow on a relatively low cooldown and just throwing it on someone from 900 units away takes a third of their health because of the Leandries burn. It is super good since everyone had been doing Emax Casio. You get away from that. You play from a longer range. Uh, try it. It is super good. I've been playing a little bit of it lately. Do you guys have one? I think Jax is maybe it's not it's not sleeper, but I think he's too strong. He's way in, too strong right in now. In jungle or in top? Uh, in jungle and top, but he has a slightly higher win rate in jungle. Even what do you do in the jungle? Uh, it, it's nothing fancy. 
you do farm, you scale, you get your Trinity for it. Yeah, but are you, you, are you, are you Conqueror? First. Are you Devourer or Cinderhulk? Like, no, you press the build? attack. Okay. 100%. Always press the attack. Um, and it's not it's not like there's any you know super big changes to him or anything, um, but he's just been dominating super hard. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out and pinpoint exactly why now. Um, and I wasn't quite sure because it doesn't feel like um, and uh, obviously the higher like in challenger games and stuff they end really quickly and they're super mm -hmm. snowball so maybe the scaling not as much of an issue but I thought maybe something to do with bounties you know being individual and you know having a possibility of a jacks on the enemy team cashing in on like a thousand gold or something mm. at one point if a champion like that gets a big you know ch chunk of change and now he's got trinity force or something early in the game or now something yeah. like that and he's instantly scaled or something yeah. had something to do with it but yeah i wasn't quite sure if it was something to do with how gold is moving around or what but yeah um it definitely seems more annoying than in the past um and i'm not exactly sure because there haven't been direct changes to him right i want to really quickly before i let you go freak for casio mm -hmm. you take comet yeah um and one of the reasons it's so good is your miasma is super long range That'll guarantee the combat, com combat hit if you lead with that. And they're also slowed enough so you can land your Q. So instead of just like walking up to them and trying to Q into like a bunch of these, it's literally W, Q, they're slowed, you have move speed, then you can run them down with E, which has I level scaling. I feel like they might do some tweak on it because mm -hmm. Cassiopeia not relying on Twin Fang yep. was like her iconic already move. A yeah. Coming. Yeah, okay. Get your yeah. games in, in quick. B. Yeah, in, in, a, in that preseason ELO. Ships, yeah, in, in, about, in about five days. Yeah, and you'll play some iron anyway. But yeah, in about five days, uh, Cassie's getting nerfed. So, you know, that that's... Freak funny. already thrown around the iron flame. Yeah, well, I mean, so... Well, there's actually, there's already Toxic up. marksman. Well, no, like, a new account's getting placed in iron. Uh, even Smurfs and whatnot. So, like, yeah. there's bugs. You're just getting placed in iron no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a good thing to win with. I uh, I did not do well trying to climb the end of the season. <laughs> Freak just mm. doesn't. Um, win. <laughs> I, I, I I legitimately don't win. Um, yeah, I I don't have a I don't have a good go to right now. Um, I, again, I don't think marksmen are as bad as people like to say on the internet. Mm. Uh, so like, want to give me my? I'll give you my suggestions and tell yeah. them if they would work for you. All right, let's go. I always will pick either Jin because it's not as much about uh, getting off a shit ton of auto attacks, which yeah. is. You know, I, I, I much more prefer bursty playstyles, so mm -hmm. that makes sense. But then also Lucian, yeah. which is a lot about, yep. you know, uh, those types of combos. I spammed a lot of Lucian games. I know he's strong, and, like, he, for a while he was my most played for a couple of seasons, and mm -hmm. I just, like, wasn't converting wins on him. So mm -hmm. I went to Sivir, who's, like, more, like, normally my play stock, because I usually play crit, and I was feeling okay about that. Um, but I just feel like I wasn't doing a good job of carrying. Well, like playing badly. were you using the uh, Western skin or whatever the new one's called? The, oh, the high noon. Guy. Oh, high noon Lucian. Because I feel like that one just makes you feel like you're in the Matrix or something. Ooh. He's always spinning his guns and his cape is moving. I don't think I had that skin. It makes it look like you're way better than you are. Yeah, because yeah. The skin Problem. Is moving. Yeah. So I do. I do have <laughs> the the gemstone only vein skin. And Ooh. like maybe I should have been playing that or or I the Kogma one as well. So like that might have been the better choice. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, well, that's not helpful. Well, uh, I, I, <laughs> I did win a lot with Misfortune. Misfortune I actually really wanted to end it on a competitive look at 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we did have 2018, you know, LPL. This They dominated everything. It was a year of LPL, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. What's your tagline for 2019? Because 
my tagline is going to be return of the king korea's coming back to mm. claim that crown and faker is going to smash skt right now just the roster they put together it's the beginning it's not it's preseason in 2019 and i'm like god damn i want to see faker in the finals with this skt i'm pretty sure they're going to smash whoever they face so is this is this um like, what are you calling it right now? Or is it, what do you think the year will have ended up being? Like, are you making a prediction in terms of like, prediction, oh, people are going to call yeah, 19 yeah. year, like, this when was we're, the year When we're doing this LPL. show next year, yeah. what would you call, what would your 2019 yeah. phrase be? Um, okay, because because if it was just like, hey, my like blank thought is, is like, the tw next year is going to be the year of the Eastern rivalry. It's like, can LCK beat up LPL and we'll see at Worlds and MSI and whatnot. Like, that's what it is coming in. Mm. Uh, coming out, what I think it would have been, uh, is is the return to normalcy i think it is going to be like well korea won everything again that's what the year was cool that 2018 was lpl winning but we're back to this one um mm. but coming in it's just like every match is going to matter internationally and you're just like can they do it mm -hmm. like can can you represent can can, can they replicate the success can and replicate success like i have high hopes for liquid but like they're not mm. going to be like ah we name the year after team liquid like we name it after the lpl yeah, I'm not going to predict an NA championship. Yeah. White uh, <laughs> yet. White ah, yet. As soon as we said that, I was like, wait a what second. What if Liquid wins world? It could pull yeah. that yeah. off. Yeah. I want to name it, huh? you know, the year of Liquid and a yeah. finals. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Uh, I think that the LPL will continue to be really strong. Uh, I, I do think that the three teams, even EDG had a close series against Fnatic in the quarters. And JDG was also a really good team, yeah. right? There are going to be a lot of really good LPL teams. Like, mm -hmm. their farm system is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they've done such a good job of funneling talent. Their orgs actually feel, like, super organized now. I think they will continue to progress and move towards dominance. Yeah. But Korea isn't done yet. There has yeah. been a concentration of talent, I think, in the LCK to make another run at it. And the fundamental way they play the game I think will actually change based on the results, which is why we'll have, I, don't, we'll have I, don't have, I don't have a great take, an, but it's an like, aggressive LCK. It's like top heavy LCK mm -hmm. with Griffin and SKT versus like just a powerhouse in the LPL. Yeah. One thing I would say is this year had a very big philosophical impact um, on, yeah. on all the regions, right? And that'll change the way NA for, and EU play as well. For, for NA, um, you know, I heard a lot about um, a lot of the different owners seeing the success of Cloud9 actually going far um, and how much support they got gave them more confidence of like, oh, my God, you know, we can actually do it, right? Like, we yeah. can actually have yeah. an impact in international play. At Worlds. Like, that doesn't happen. And uh, talking to Cloud Templar, he was like – this has to be a wake-up call for LCK teams, you know, mm -hmm. no more late. Like, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like this year is going to have – this is year is going to be remembered for so many things. And EU getting to the finals. Yeah. yeah. Like, that every region had a really big takeaway uh, from mm -hmm. this year. I think 2018 will be remembered for a long time. Yeah. Brock just tweeted out this morning. He's like, getting yeah. to the finals? Like, I'm even hungrier now. Like, I'm going to work even harder because, like, I was that close. Like, mm -hmm. we could have won Worlds. This is a team we had beaten before. What if our look-back tag is, like, something like a year of EU mids because they have perks and caps, and then they get <laughs> two more EU mids, yes. and G2 just becomes a five mid-lane player team. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Three more of them. I'm down. I'm excited yeah. for that. Let's do that. Uh, on that note, that's going to do it for the dive in 2000. 
118. I got to send a big thank you out to all the fans and listeners that tune in on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, any of the places you can find our How podcast. How do we get that Spotify to approve us? It's going to happen. Because they've held out for a long time. I want to make it happen, Kobe. But we we need to get. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to. Someone will make it happen. <laughs> I swear. It, I, that's one of the goals for 2019 is to be in as many places as the dive can be. We've been hashtag peppering the dive them lol. requests. Yeah. Happy holidays. Uh, send us tweets. You can use hashtag the dive LOL. Hit us up on Instagram. We have a lot of topics that I think are good for discussion. I'm going to try and be active in the Reddit threads and on Twitter and stuff with this episode because I feel like we had some bad answers. Yeah. And yeah. Me answers. especially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got uh, like a lot. And also call Freak out for all of yeah. this, all the dumb stuff. That's why he's here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why I'm here. That's his role on the show. Anyway, we're going to take a break for the offseason. We will be back in 2019 for the return of Competitive League of Legends and the NALCS. We will see you then. Time to record this or that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>